0: It's a wrap in Winston-Salem as well as in Cleveland and Chicago. Welcome to a rare Saturday Finals edition of TC Live. Three hardcore tournaments in the books. We've got three champions. They'll be among the last to arrive in New York City as the U.S. Open gets set to open on Monday. On today's show, three trophy lifts on a busy Saturday. We'll show you all the highlights. We'll break down the American men into three generations of players and debate which of these groups is the strongest going into their home slam. And end of the week means best of the best, the best shots from a busy week of hard court tennis. Hey, everybody. Welcome into our Santa Monica studios. Last TC Live before the U.S. Open gets underway. I'm Rob Similcare. Prakash Amritraj and Vanya King, who's about to enjoy her first US Open as a retired player, as well as, by the way, a a board member of the USTA. Are you excited about it?
1: I'm very excited. I'm very excited about not having the stress of being a player anymore.
0: Well, you get to do all the stuff
2: that you didn't have to focus on as a player, right? Maybe eat a little bit more of what you want to eat, drink a little bit more, enjoy.
1: Exactly, that's that's what I'm looking for. And I get to watch matches without going in and thinking about, okay, this is how I have to play or, you know. Who I should beat.
0: Well, I think everybody's excited about just being there. Fans in the building in New York. We'll get to that in a little while. But first, let's go through all of our finals today. We start in Cleveland. Irina Begu and Annette Kontaveit. This was a strong performance by Kontaveit.
1: Yes, both players played an incredibly high level. They play a big ball. Begu is a player that likes to have more time. So like there on the forehand side, was able to redirect the point point. Kanteveit got a little bit nervous in the first set. She was up a break, but her aggressive play paid off. And that's something that her new coach, Petersenov, I think has tried to encourage her to come forward, play more at the net. In the second set, oops, sorry, this is still the first set. Kanteveit is still putting pressure on Begu here, forcing those unforced errors. And here we go in the second set, again, Contevet just putting too much pressure on Begu. Begu, this set, she kind of dipped a little bit in terms of focus, had some unforced errors, and Contevet not letting down at all.
0: Keeps the level high. And that backhand winner up the line for Contevet gets the win. So Annette Contevet, the winner in Cleveland, the inaugural Tennis in the Land tournament and she walks away with the trophy has to be feeling good headed to new york to chicago now the final there and this was an interesting kind of a war of attrition prakash between alina spinolina and alizé Cornet. yeah rob you're
2: absolutely right listen the conditions were pretty brutal over there very hot the players going to the ice on the changeovers. first set was very back and forth not the highest quality of tennis, but you could see both of the players wanted it so much. Svitolina fighting off a break point there, yeah, really crucial game. At five all, Svitolina had 26 unforced errors in the first set, and Cornet had 20. Svitolina still finding a way to gut out that first set. You can see meant a lot to her, set. really took Cornet a lot out of both players. For, uh, Cornet needing to take a to medical, medical time out there, get a little treatment off the court. Came back, early part of the set, looked like Svitolina was going to run away with it, but Went back and forth, another seesaw match. And here, another tight game. Svidalina finds a way to break. She wasn't able to serve things out at 5-3. But returning, again, goes back to the well and finds a giant backhand up the line. And happiness, maybe a bit of relief as well. But Miss Superwoman, Mrs. Black Panther, gets it done. First title (laughs) of the
0: year. And so Svidalina, who, she took a wild card... Coming into this tournament, and Vanya, you know, she she lost early in Canada and in Cincinnati. Clearly wasn't feeling great about her game. Took the wild card to play this event, and this was a tight tight performance. What do you think she has to take from this, and how confident will she be going into New York?
1: Well, for players, top players that take wild cards, you know that at the last minute, they're not feeling too good with their game if they want to get more matches, but this is the perfect preparation for her for the U.S. Open, Um, I think she started both sets very well, very aggressive. Then she got a bit tentative and then was able to pull away towards the end. I think one, mental toughness is key for her, getting a lot of confidence and taking those Early, uh, early games that she played with very aggressive, controlling the points. She has the game. And I think she needs to take that to next week.
0: Prakash, all these players, uh, they'll get into New York late tonight, presumably. Tomorrow, a chance to e- either chill out or maybe practice a bit. What's that turnaround like going into a Grand Slam? You know, it's an odd one. It's not like you have the whole
2: week there. So I think for someone like Svitolina, it's just getting used to the courts a little bit. She knows she has enough pressure reps, match play underneath her belt. And listen, I've been a fan of her game for quite some time. Hasn't been able to put it together at the highest levels at a Grand Slam yet. And listen, bottom line wins are wins. It doesn't matter what level they come at. When you come in with a string of wins into a Grand
0: Slam, you're in the habit of winning, and that's what sport's all about, getting into those right habits. Well, somebody who got in the habit of winning big time this week was Ilya Ivashka in Winston-Salem. This guy had never won an ATP title before, and he was on fire coming into this, and then just put the pedal to the metal right out of the gate against Michael Lumiere.
2: Well, he's had some tough matches this week, only dropped one set to Marin Cilic, but listen this guy saved the best for last i mean he came out today and right from that first game was on point it was interesting both players quite steady from the baseline but it just looked like ivashka had a little bit more weight of shot behind all of his groundies and that pattern continued it emer wasn't just able to get out of that pattern kind of go for a little bit more i think nico has talked about it several times during coverage this week that Emer just needs a little bit more muscle on him perhaps a little bit more Pace on his shots, and that's something that we clearly saw today. The match was clearly in Ivaska's hands all the way through. Didn't really struggle. It was nice, middle of the second set. Imer was able to get on the board, but this man was fired up. First
0: title of his career. Big, big day. You can see it meant something to him as he reacts to the win, gets to hold up the trophy. And Vanya, interesting for, for this guy. I mean, he clearly has some momentum. Gets his ranking now just to about 50, 53 after this win. What kind of damage do you think he can do with the momentum he's got coming into New York?
1: I mean, Prakash mentioned the importance of confidence. I mean, having these wins behind him, beating players like Chilich, uh, handily winning this final against a very tough player like Emer. I mean, he really, like you said, just blew past him. I did notice that Emer's forehand defense was not good for him today, and that's really where Ibashka was targeting. Yep.
0: He's got—Ivashka's uh, got Tennis Sandgren in the first round in New York. What do you think about that matchup? I, I like that matchup. I mean, look, Tennis is not an easy out.
2: He puts a lot of balls in play, and he generally doesn't beat himself. It's going to be hot conditions in New York, so by no means an easy match at all. But Ivashka's coming in on great form, and the good news is it's, it's not like he's just been able to beat the players he's supposed to beat. He's had some pretty impressive wins this year. He's taken out Zverev. He's taken out Vavrinka, He took out Karenio Busta earlier this week. So he should feel great in a Grand Slam. The big key— three out of five sets. It's one thing to keep it up for two. Can you keep it up
0: over the duration? That's what's going to separate him at this next level. All right, well, he's probably halfway to the airport in Winston-Salem already on his way to New York, and I'm sure he's feeling good about that. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back here on TC Live, we'll look ahead to New York next week and talk about the American men. Who's got a chance to do some damage? Which generation of American men do you like the most coming into New York? Back with more TC Live in a minute. Well, it's hard to believe it's been 18 years since our Tennis Channel colleague Andy Roddick won the U.S. Open back in 2003. And I tell you what, it's somewhat harder to believe that this was the last American man to hold that trophy. And, you know, as we get into the U.S. Open this week, look at the history of the American tennis program on the men's side, and it was legendary. From 1970 to 89, 24 Grand Slams, then the Sampras and Agassi era, 1990-03, to 03, another 27 titles. But since Roddick won in 2003, it has been a goose egg for the American men. And so as we rejoin the studio here in TC Live, I, Prakash, I start with you. I mean, this is a, an ongoing conversation in American tennis. You know, where are the American men? When's it going to be? What do you think coming into the, our, our home slam here, what do you think is the state of American men's tennis?
2: well first it was it was very cool to see those highlights there. I remember when Andy won it was It was such a special moment because Pete had won the previous year. He had his retirement ceremony that year. It literally was like a handing over of the torch, and Andy carried the mantle for so well for so long, representing the country so beautifully. And and now moving to the next generation, you know, I know he and and Marty and James have been able to impart some of that advice. And listen, that's why we have so many players in the top hundred now. American tennis is actually in a good spot because we have a lot of depth. Sure, there's no one right in the top twenty right now. I do think we have some players who can eventually compete for grand slams riley opelka who we will certainly be talking about on this show and a lot of shows coming up had a wonderful summer making the finals in toronto so i think it's in a good spot i just i just i want to see everyone get even more hungry there's a lot of talent
0: up on the board vanya 14 american men in the top 100 so it's not like we're shut out i mean americans are all over these tournaments especially at the 250 level we've seen isner we've seen nakashima do some really good things the question is who's going to break through that top 20
1: and for me, Opelka has got a great shot, and you know, to Prakash's point, it's. I think it's unfair to say that the men, the depth, or the depth is there. But you know, to really talk about the top players, you see on the women's side as well that there's not a lot of. Grand Slam champions, top 10 players from the women's side, and it just to me shows the globalization of tennis, and that's a great thing that shows that more countries are playing and more players are playing around the world. And so for me, there's a lot of talent coming up, and I'm just not worried at all.
0: All right, guys. Well, if we look at the current group of American men, you can kind of break them down into really three groups. You've got the the veterans, John Isner, Sam Query, Stevie Johnson. Then you've got this middle group. We'll call them the young veterans. That's Riley Opelka, Taylor Fritz, Francis is Tiafoe, and now you got the, the young ones, right? Korda, Nakashima, who's not even 20 yet, Brooksby. The question really is to you, Prakash, which of these groups, if you had to, to get a tournament win, if you needed someone to win a tournament for you, which of those groups right now would you pick to, to, to represent you and try to get a win? You're going to do this to me on
2: a Saturday <laughs> I'm afternoon. I'm going to do We're it. We're having a nice Saturday <laughs> afternoon, little <laughs> meal, little
0: gym. You're going to put me on the spot right here.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, listen, I, I, I could literally just close my eyes and pick one and make a strong argument for all of them. And, you know, the older guys are my boys. I've played with all them, Isner, Query, Johnson. But you know what? I'm going to take the middle group because I think Opelka, Tiafo, Fritz, uh, specifically because you're talking about a team aspect right here, I think they love that team vibe. I think they play better than they normally would in the team vibe. They, they get along well. That whole energy might have them playing above their level. And for that, we're going for the middle group.
0: Let's ask the USTA board member. (laughs) Awkward, (laughs) awkward question for you. Which of those groups do you like?
1: (laughs) um, I think it depends on the stakes. You know, if the higher the stakes are, I got to give it to the guys with the most experience. And I think the lower the stakes, you know, the younger guys, they've got talent, they've got athleticism, and they want to have fun. So I think the higher the stakes, the more experience will win.
2: You know what? I just have to say, Vanya, if you ever want to do Dancing with the Stars, you let me know, because you danced around that (laughs) answer pretty good over there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Awkward questions. That's my specialty here on TC Live. All right, well, we're getting set, obviously, for the Open starting Monday and some amazing, really interesting first-round matchups involving American men. The one that you can't really help but look at is right at the top of the board here, John Isner and Brandon Nakashima. They played recently, just this summer. They played in Cabo where Nakashima came out on top. Ben Isner defeated Nakashima in the final in Atlanta. So you look at this board, for Kosh. what are you interested in? Well, listen, there's a lot of
2: interest all over the place. Interesting one, real bummer that Chris Eubanks, who played brilliantly in Qualies, he's got to play another American and Francis Tiafo. Both of them actually really good friends. I think they had a meal together earlier today, actually. But uh, I-, I think you're right. That first one, John Isner, Brandon Nakashima. Nakashima's one of those players, especially with that backhand and the confidence that he has right now. I think he can make big strides right, right this second because he's got a, a perfect storm of a bunch of things going, great results on the hard courts. And he just he hasn't had too much adversity early in this career. So it's all upside right now. But uh, again, best of five, a little bit different than best of three, facing that big serve over the course of three out of five sets, not easy.
0: I know you're going to be in New York this week. Who are you going to try to go check out of those matches in the first round? What do you really want to see?
1: Well, the one that you just spoke about, Nakashima, uh, I mean, I think... He beat Isner in the semis of Cabo and then lost him in the final. So for me, the pressure situation is interesting. It's the first round of Grand Slam, but it is a Grand Slam, and he doesn't have as much experience. So I'm actually going to go for Isner for that one.
0: All right, well, I'm going to do it again, put you back on the spot. And my question here is a very simple one. Give me a man, maybe a man and a woman on the U.S. side. Who do you see going farthest over the next couple of weeks? I think I'm going to have to stick with another one of the big men. I think I'm going to have to stick with Riley
2: Opelka. I've gotten to see him up close quite a bit, especially in Toronto. I watched all of his matches up close there. And for me, look, we know he brings the bomb on the serve. You know, self-proclaimed serve bot, when in fact he's actually much more than a serve bot. He's proved a lot from the baseline, great movement, showed a lot of good defense there. I love seeing him serve and volley, throw in a kicker, mix it up. So he's really bringing in a lot more of his game, which makes his serve all that much more threatening i like him to have a big run courts are playing pretty quick i think in new york so um i just want to see how he comes out of that section he's got Carreno busta in there uh, sebastian Cordes in there we'll have to see how healthy he is but uh, i think my money's on uh, opelka all right vanya who you got
1: i don't want to copy you prakash or maybe i do want to copy i want to copy your gym routine but... <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm also for the guys side i also pick Opelka. He's got such a big serve. He's a great athlete. I think if he just kind of tightens his game up as he has been, he's continuously improving. He's going to go far. And for the women's side, I can't forget the women, of course. I think that Jessie Pagula is going to do a a lot of damage here. She's shown to be so solid. She's got a big game. She's done well over the summer season. And I think she's going to go far.
0: You know, between Venus and Serena, as well as Kennan. I mean, 31 American Grand Slam tournament wins all have withdrawn from the tournament. So it's wide open on the American side for the women. Who do you think can make a run?
2: Um, I think the name that comes out first is obviously Coco Goff. I've seen her up close to last... Few weeks, especially in D.C., when she had had a little bit of a break, and then all of a sudden we saw her uh, come up, come back on the tour again. And the first thing I saw was, you know, every time I see this young woman come about, it feels like she's adding more and more to her game. Over there, I saw her use a lot more slice than she normally does. She's so good at banging away on both sides. She started throwing in a bit more serve and volley, and and for someone so young to still keep developing and keep improving, it's just increasing her upside potential tremendously. And another thing, for someone so young to really have her head on so straight, that is gonna stand her in such good stead moving forward.
1: I I agree with you. Coco is so impressive. Every time we see her, she's composed, she improves, which is so impressive. We keep saying how young she is. But I think that next year is going to be her year. I think for the very top players, what we see is that very instinctual, aggressive game. And I think so far she hasn't shown, she's continuously improving. And again, she's got so many years. I think next year is going to be her year.
0: All right, guys. Well, we have crowned three champions today on a final Saturday, and that means it's the end of the week. We'll have the best of the best. A lot of great shots from three tournaments in the U.S. this week. We'll show them to you when we come back on TC Live. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's just big hitting there. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. shot. Of the tournament. All right, our best five shots of the week. We start in Cleveland in Magdalene. So we know she
2: is very famous for her power and aggressive play, but here shows a little carve action. We used that one in the kitchen when I was peeling potatoes. <laughs> very <laughs> nice here. Carves under the back of the ball. Casatina, nowhere near this
0: one. Spins backwards. Nice to Hold enough. it, you were peeling potatoes? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> we stay in Cleveland. Linda Fruvertova.
1: Linda Frubertova, she's just 16, showing off her wheels. Look at that passing shot from so far back. The younger players are getting so strong and quick. Looking
0: like Steffi Graf, the big forehand, up the line. Impressive, and a celebration. Number three, back to Winston-Salem, Francis Tiafo and Tiago Montero. Well, we know it's not a highlight unless you see
2: Big Foe up there. Little Tom and Jerry, cat and mouse at the net between these two. A little too fancy from my boy Francis right there. Makes up for it with this sensational get, but just not enough. Francis is like, what are you talking about, man? I had the shot at the point. How can I lose that point? But Montero is just a little too solid. Oh, Francis, you, you know you could have done more with that backhand. <laughs>
0: Hussein Bolt would have been proud of that speed, though. He was a crowd pleaser all week in Winston-Salem, oh. and the two of them <laughs> having some fun. Number two, Vanya, Carlos Alcaraz, the 18-year-old sensation.
1: Yeah, it's so impressive how young he is. Oh, my gosh, showing off his athleticism there, a la his mentor, Juan Carlos Ferrero.
0: Oh, big-time shot. Look at that thing just Get off the line. This is tremendous. This is why so many people are excited about the 18-year-old heading into New York. And number one, back to Tiafo in North Carolina. Well, this one was won because Tiafo wins this one early in the game. Huge
2: smash from Emer. And Tiafo gives it, takes it back to the 90s. Little Biggie Smalls. Give me the loot. Give me
0: the loot. <laughs> I'm a bad man. <laughs> Big hands there from Francis. Oh, got to love this. Love the reaction. The that's celebration. Rob, that's
2: what we needed. for. Like, you know? What? the crowd a
0: little bit. That is your best of the best. Those are some pretty good ones. I, I think Francis Tiafoe owed that best of the best. I'm he, just going to give it to him. He
1: was 40% of the list, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. And it was the third point of the match, too. He came out
0: super hot. And uh, you know what? I think we're going to see that in New York. He's going to
2: be very jacked up with all the crowd there.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think there's a... Good chance that Francis Tiafo might be a part of the organization we're going to talk about right now, the National Black Tennis Hall of Fame. They held their induction ceremony this week, and here you see the list of inductees. This is a really cool organization, their 13th annual induction ceremony. And if you'd like to donate to support the preservation of black tennis pioneers, players, contributors, and regional legends, you can go to BlackTennisHallOfFame.com. Let's head to our social, and another person, I think, may be in that Hall of Fame someday is Coco Goff. She's hanging out in Times Square. It's always fun, Prakash, when you see yourself on the big board in Times Square. You know what? See, I love this. Coco
2: is uh, a queen of the people. You know, she's she's a woman of the people. She's out there. Everyone's able to see her. At the same time, she's she's on the biggest billboard there. It is going to be a big two weeks for her, all sorts of eyeballs all over her. But you know what? She's ready for it.
1: And what I've noticed is no one's coming up to her, so she's staying incognito with the mask on. Staying I think they, they, I, they don't
2: wanna they don't wanna upset the gram shot. You know, they know that <laughs> it's going on the grams, like let's get it out the way, then we'll go get all the autographs and pictures.
0: All right, Coco, having a good time in New York City as the open approaches. All right, our second hit is the million-dollar bracket. Now th- this should be easy enough, guys. All you gotta do is pick every single match correctly for the entire US Open. And you win a million dollars. Vanya, where are you spending your million dollars after you nail this? Because I know you've got this.
1: I I am a terrible bracket juicer. I do not do Final Fantasy at all. Oh, my gosh, that's a video game. I don't do fantasy sports at all. (laughs) (laughs) I am a gamer. Sorry, guys.
2: Rob, Uh, I I, I tried to do one of these not too long ago, and I might be one of the top couple worst at picking this. Just because when you pick the favorites, you get the upsets. You pick the upsets, you get the favorites. But as far as that million dollars
0: goes i just buy Jonah a bunch of dog toys. Yeah. That's where it all goes for me. I think my over-under on this would be probably about 2.30 in the afternoon Monday. (laughs) Probably I'll be done in this this (laughs) competition, but I'll give it a go. All right, and now we take a look at our man, Ct Paz, hanging out with a guy who apparently has been getting some recognition called Sign Guy. Prakash, you're the social media maven here. Who is Sign Guy? What's this about? I mean, this is so exceptional. First of all, they are complete doppelgangers. These two must be long-lost
2: brothers or something. But win a Grand Slam? How good is that? How good is that? And they took a picture right on Arthur Ashe Stadium Court. I'm here for this. I hope this thing got
1: a ton of likes. I mean, they look like twins. I know what my sign would say. It would say, Akash's guns. Akash, what would your sign say?
2: Uh, I don't know, nothing about the guns. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've seen a few guys with the sleeveless out there. Rafa was giving me funny looks last time I saw him, so, you know, I gotta have a word with him. Maybe Rafa and I should do a little something there sleeveless, you know? You All right. Have something like
0: that? Well, lastly, we've got a little birthday celebration. Riley Opelka enjoying his birthday and his 24th by the way so happy birthday to uh to him and he's hanging out with some of his buds taylor fritz tommy paul happy birthday big dog listen riley i know is a is a bit of a foodie so in new
2: york lots of fine cuisine so i know he's getting into some goods over there but uh listen i i love this i love the fact that that young crop is is so close to kind of always there for each other it's going to stand them in real good stead because listen over a career you got a lot of ups and downs so it's great to have some brothers in the
0: trenches with you Well, hopefully he's not having Chipotle or anything like that in New York City for his birthday. Step it up a notch. Have something good. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Riley Opelka. And we'll see you in New York. We'll see you on the other side of this break. When we come back, I'm putting these two on the spot. I want a men's winner. I want a women's winner from both of them. I'm not letting them leave until they've made those predictions. Coming back on TC Live. Don't miss our daily Grand Slam coverage of the 2021 U.S. Open on Tennis Channel. Tune in every morning at 10 o'clock Eastern Time for a one-hour Tennis Channel Live pregame show. Then, after play is over, you can catch encores of the best matches every night at midnight. It all begins this Monday. And last year, 2020, it was Naomi Osaka winning the tournament in three sets over Victoria Azarenka. Osaka, her second U.S. Open championship, and she is back in New York after a up-and-down year, obviously a difficult year for her, but she's getting ready, and she talked today about her mental preparation coming into New York. I
2: kind of had to get over the feeling of people's gazes feeling a bit different to me, but at the same time, um, I started to tell myself that it is what it is. Like, I, I did what I did, so... Um, I can't really change people's perception on me, and um, it might make me feel a little bit nervous, um, but first rounds always make me feel nervous, so you know maybe I can just attribute it to that, and um, I guess I'll find out when, I, when I'm in that situation.
0: All right, well, Vanya, I'll start with you on this. Really one of the, the open questions, I think, coming into the open is, what kind of state Naomi Osaka will be in, both her game, given how little she's played this summer, as well as her mental outlook. What do you look for from her early on first round to tell how she's doing? Uh,
1: Just to see how mentally composed she is. You know, the more points that she plays, the better she'll get. She's still my favorite because of last year. I mean, COVID messed up everything for the players. They had so much time off and she had to come back from that. So I feel like this year, even though it's been a topsy-turvy year for her, she's proven that she could do it last year and I think she can do it again.
2: I think there's a, a lot that we need to keep in mind with Naomi when she's playing her best. She, especially on a hard court, she really seems to be levels above. I mean, when we saw her in Australia that match, she played against Serena. It was just some of the most outstanding tennis that I had seen. But we got to also understand, she's, she's a young woman and, and she's still trying to figure things out. Uh, Listen, I I got almost two decades on her. I'm still trying to figure things out. And I I think we just need to understand that, give a little leeway for that. And there are going to be ups and downs, whether they manifest themselves in work product on the court or off the court. So uh, I think that's going to be going on in hefty flow during New York because of all the commotion. Tennis-wise... She just needs to get a little comfortable with a couple wins under her belt, and she might find that zone, which is uh, almost unbeatable to beat. Yeah, it's going to, you know,
0: she gets momentum, right? In those first couple of rounds, a couple of straight set wins. I don't think too many people want to play her in the third or fourth round if she started to get momentum going in her game. Okay, we're now doing it. I'm going to put you guys both on the spot. I want both a men's (laughs) and a women's champion for both of you. I'm going to start with you, Vanya, who you like first on the men's side.
1: Okay, so I'm sorry, Rob. I jumped the gun, and I said Osaka before, but I want to give you my dark horse, which is Jessie Pagula, my favorite American player to go far, and I think she's been so solid. I think if she's got a good draw, gets through a few matches, who knows? And for the men's side, I mean, I got to give it to Djokovic. He's really, really motivated. I think today in his press conference, they asked him out of one out of 10, you know, how confident is he? I think he said 21. That's pretty high. That's that's pretty high. (laughs) All
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if Prakash has the guts to pick against Djokovic right now. What do you think?
2: I I, I really don't want to. I mean, look, we talked about the next sort of uh, tier right under him in the Medvedev, Tsitsipas, and Zverev. And listen, I think you can make a case for all of them. The way Tsitsipas played on the clay hasn't quite had those results on the hard. Zverev seems like the favorite. If you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said it was Medvedev. But... Listen, even Zverev, after he won Cincinnati, he sat right in front of me and he said, yeah, listen, I'm feeling great about my game. I think I am the guy after Novak. So when he's self-proclaiming that, tough for me to not pick Novak. So Novak, Novak. And quickly on the women. Women's side, I think Ash Barty, who has not been past the Monday of the U.S. Open, the second Monday, round of 16, I think she's going to certainly get past it. And she looked very strong at Cincy. So I'm going to go with the favorite over there again. All right.
0: So all chalk from Prakash, Barty. Once in a while, Djokovic. (laughs) I can't blame him. I think I'm right there with him. So that's what you're going to get. That's what it is. Anyway, listen, we're excited. You should be excited. The U.S. Open kicking off. In two days in New York City, there will be fans. They will be vaccinated, but there will be fans in New York. We're looking forward to it. And thanks for joining us here. We got three trophy winners, three winners today, and two more coming from New York in the next couple weeks. Have a great night. Enjoy your Open. We'll see you Monday.